Devin and Morgana have been celebrating midlife love by getting married a hundred times in a hundred countries. They believe grown-up love gets better and more fun, especially for women. Everyone's smarter, wiser. Men are more relationship-ready. And if they're not, it's obvious. Forget anything you were told about being too old or too late for love and adventure. Instead, get fresh new tips on dating, relating, and travel to exotic destinations. And best of all, call in for personal guidance, creating crazy, sexy midlife love in your life. Hello and welcome. My name is Morgana. This is my husband, Devin. Yes. Yes. This is an audio. You do want to speak up? Oh, do I want to? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, yes, I'm here. Yes. So interesting calendar times. Oh, before I dive into that, uh, welcome to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. We encourage you to go over at some point to crazysexymidlifelove.com. And join our crazy sexy family. Download Devin's ebook for free. Uh, women are smarter than men. Because they are. As Devin likes to say, and other secrets marriage minded women need to know. So, our background is we are 25 weddings in 20 countries deep into getting married 100 times in 100 countries. And we are in between important anniversaries. We just had the first, or sorry, the sixth anniversary of our legal wedding, not to be confused with the seventh anniversary of our first wedding. So we're kind of in between the two. I think our legal wedding was May 11th, and our first time getting married to each other was May 23rd, getting very, very close. So and, and by the way, that's important, but I'm going to interrupt because perhaps our producer, I'm noticing that we don't have this full screen thing happening and uh, maybe we need to change the view. There, there we, we go. go. That's probably what we wanted to be seeing. Yeah. Well, doing, tech right? stuff is not my thing. That's all right. For somebody who like has a gazillion websites and podcasts and an online business. Um, so happy so, anniversary, my love. Yes, happy anniversary. We actually had a great um, meal at Roe in ROE, like baby fish, our first restaurant meal in 15 months. That yeah, was a long time. Oh my gosh. And it was delicious. And the restaurant, Second Street in Long Beach, gave us a key lime pie uh, to celebrate. They were lovely. It was outdoors. It was romantic. Like, can you remember candlelight dinners? Those of you who have been quarantining all this time, it was really exciting stuff (laughs) to be in public, taking the mask off, eating with my, with my husband was, it was a really nice anniversary. Yeah. It was a good, good day. Good day. And so we've had, uh, we've got some stuff, right, to discuss yeah. today. Well, also today is May 19th and the two-year anniversary of my dad's passing. So it's just a lot of emotions coming up right now, um, happy and sad. What is, that, what is that saying from Lion King for the Wheel of Life? The, I think there's a Swahili word. The, the circle of life? Yeah, but... but it, Hakuna Matata. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I think Is that just made up. You know, Hakuna Matata does in fact mean something, but I don't think it means what you want it to mean. Okay. What does? What? Hakuna Matata? <laughs> I, I don't know, but I don't okay. think it's what you, where you were going. Okay. Well, yeah. Circle of life. I mean, you know, uh, just, uh, it is a privilege to love somebody enough to grieve their passing. And I think it mattered that my father knew that I was married. He waited. <laughs> he waited until I married and, and I was married and happy with somebody he liked and he could trust before he was like willing to shed his mortal coil. It's interesting how I see uh, for some people, death comes out of the blue and it's a big surprise, like for your brother. And then for some people, it really seems like they wait for the perfect moment when they're surrounded by love and, and 
and they go in peace, which I think um, a good death is something to aspire to. On that happy note, right, right, right. Now we've crazy off. sexy here. Right now we're feeling good. <laughs> so glad that we're into the mortality stream oh, of the our right. crazy sexiness. Yeah. Well, we have another we have another fun dinner to go out to on on the twenty third. Right, uh, a show tonight. Um, what really surprised me is we had. After like the recording stopped on a recent guest, our guest said to us in surprise, wow, you two really like each other. And that surprised me because, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of the show. We really do like each other. Uh, It's funny how, you know, human beings, we just start to see what is like a mirror of our experience. So when I was single, everybody was single. When I got happily married, I was suddenly surrounded by an ocean of happily married people that I never knew existed. And the question comes up, and we're going to dive into that, and then we're also going to be talking about, today we're going to be talking about what makes couples stay together. Uh, the answer is not what you would expect. Like happily, what makes what makes like relationships last. And then we're also going to be diving into, since we're all kind of middle-aged, what was the topic that you wanted to cover? We'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Well, he has a list. I have a list. This time I wrote it down in my book. No, no, don't touch my book because then it'll be gone and I'll never see it. Until I find it for you. That's right. But I, I found it. It's right here. In my heart. Yeah, well, yeah, which but I have a list. Here's the law of lists. If you haven't been with us long, Devin will make a great list. We will get through one or one half of one item on the list. And then he will lose the list. And then we will spend an episode talking about the lost list. Oh, the excitement ahead. So so I have a list, and, and I wrote it in a special book. Look at how proud And I'm keeping it in the book, and I'm not going to move it. I'm going to keep the book with the list. How do we in know the possession. list is in the book, and it's not just a prop that you're holding up for the camera? First off, I don't think you're supposed to do this to me. I think you're supposed to be supportive <laughs> and loving, and I'm sure that probably has much to do with the episode that you have planned for today uh-huh. of how to make a relationship work. One of them would be to support your spouse. (laughs) How am I not supported? I don't know. By by berating me in front of all of our of all these people. Teasing you because I like you. Yes, I'm flirting with you. All right. So are we gonna have this a subject or is this Yes, we're gonna so we're gonna start on with what makes what makes relationships last. And we love callers. So if you feel inspired, our phone number here is 888-627-6008. If you have anything to ask about, if you're having a challenge in your relationship, if you have a story about relationship, uh, if you just have a question or a comment about what we're talking about, do not be afraid of interrupting. Uh, your call will go directly to our producer and our producer will let us know. So you don't have to worry about uh, ending the flow. We, if we can, we're all grownups here. We can handle it. But I just think the show is so much more fun and interesting when it turns into a conversation. But if not, Devin and I will just keep talking. So the topic, and by the way, your call doesn't have to be about the topic. Just we want to talk about midlife love. So the topic for today is what makes relationships last? What's the difference between the relationships that last and that don't? So, Devin, you know the the statistics about uh, Dr. John Gottman. Right. Right. So tell me. How many areas of challenge does a relationship that break up have? I don't even think it's areas of challenge. I think what it is, 
is unresolved issues mm -hmm. and that the average couple who breaks up, and we've discussed this a number of times, but I do think it's one of those bear, bears repeating types of points is that your average couple breaks up um, over five to seven unresolved issues. And let's just talk about unresolved issues for a minute. An unresolved issue is really anything that uh, you just can't fix. Like the somebody's just going to have to simply accept the thing. And by the way, it could be completely different things for each side. In other words, I don't know. Um, she was a pole dancer and, and he doesn't like it, uh, but she did that 20 years ago, but he still has feelings about it and whatever. And then on the other side, he was a player or whatever. And it doesn't have to be a, a thing like that. It can be, uh, he left the toilet seat up. He, uh, uh, she doesn't cook. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it, it can be, he, you know, he wants to live in Texas and she wants to live in Maine. Uh, uh, he wants to have a baby and she doesn't. It can be really, really big things. But it could also be small things. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that whatever the thing is, uh, somebody's not getting over the thing. Like, in other words, you can't erase the thing, right? And, and so then, so that's what people break up over. There's like five to seven things. And on the other side of it is that for couples who have, Lengthy, long-term relationships. Happy relationships. Right. Uh, there are five to seven unresolved issues. So the question always comes down to what are you going to do? In other words, there isn't some sort of another list where, oh, there's just no issues. There isn't that list. Well, what do you do when you have zero issues? Uh, no, there's always going to be a bunch of things because we're human and we're flawed. And by the time we meet each other, we've all already lived a, a part of a life. And, you know, maybe it's uh, family I and mean, money. I mean, these are just kinds of things that people have issues with. Your mother's always going to be your mother. And then you meet a guy uh, who, you know, has issues with your mother. Well, mom's not changing in most cases. And even if the person drops her, then the issue may become, you made me drop my mother. You know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just, you know, these are things that we have to kind of, we have to come to some sort of an understanding over. Otherwise, just, something's going to break us up. Just the notion of two different human beings coexisting together sometimes to me is mind boggling because uh, I was furious at, Devin, maybe a couple years ago when I called a girlfriend about it who happens to be a relationship coach. And she sat me down and she said, Morgana, he's not you. What? I know. <laughs> it's awful. Right. By the way, that's one of my seven unresolved issues. She thinks I'm her. <laughs> You're just not trying hard enough. Yeah, no, I'm really... So be trying yeah, there are differences of life experience and worldviews that you just can't switch and they're going to land differently for different people. So, for example, there may be differences that really should not. Maybe maybe it's the wrong person and you shouldn't be together because that difference causes too much pain. And I can and I can see where that could be the case. Devin and Devin had a wife before me. Their differences were not the right differences to work out. But Devin's and my differences maybe land a little gentler for us. Some of them are a little more spiky than others. But when I take in the full experience of the human being, Devin is still like the right choice for me like the, the the and the rest i just have to like self-manage um we had uh mutual friends uh an unmarried couple uh who split up a few years ago because one was an extrovert and one's an introvert and and that uh, was who's that? Okay. Oh, don't tell me don't say it on live don't say it on so oh all right I, I can say their first names. Nobody would know. Oh, well, that's annoying. Yes. 
Okay, so, so my pardon, I did not put us on do not disturb. I thought I had. So uh, I'm an introvert. My husband's an extrovert. And it doesn't bother me that he goes out and, you know, I think Saturday night you're having boys night at a steakhouse. Uh, that's true. That we're I gonna would order... guilt trip you about mercilessly. All right. Well, we're going to order one fine. of everything. It's, yeah, no, we're ordering one of everything on the menu and it'll be a very expensive fillets all rounds. That's Bring me leftovers. No. no. I know. There won't be any. I know. But here's the thing. I understand that going that Devin going out and having a boys' night with his friends, or going out and having a you know a, a meeting with his his spiritual group, makes him a better partner to me. That's what he needs to be the man he is. So I'm cool with him going out, and I assume you're cool with me being a stick in the mud, recluse, stay at home, shutting. Uh, am I cool with it or have I accepted it? I don't know. You well, it's me. a combination of both. It, honestly, it's a combination of both. It's, it's what it is. It's just, you know, those, there are times where I just want to go out. And so and most of the time when I go out, it's not to party or anything like that. It's really just to meet with friends. It's much more important for me to do that than it is uh, for you, which is fine. However, if it is important to you, if it's a family event or something momentous, I will be there. Yeah. 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 So, so it's fine. Yeah. Know. But that's part of the negotiation. Yeah. You know. Of priorities. So the solution really is not whether there is no conflict or no issues. I think there's a larger picture of, you know, deal breakers and what each person really, really needs for compatibility. Like, you know, I think kindness and respect and mutual admiration and laughter and Devin and I have like a, a very common appetite for adventure and, and meeting the world and trying new things. Um, he's also adorable. Okay. All right. Super let's, funny. Let's, let's, Sorry. It's just so, so, by but, the way, yeah. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say that five to seven things is really sort of the benchmark. Mm -hmm. Like that's going to be like if you if you after a period of dating discover there's only five to seven things and really not like you know forty things. So like five to seven is not bad. Actually, that's you know that's and the none good of part. your and none of your deal breakers. Right. Like well, no abuse. Maybe, maybe well, somebody gets to decide for themselves what the deal breakers are. Mm -hmm. But yeah, abuse, um, is violence, certain, yeah, violence like is bad. That just means somebody needs to go figure it out. I, I probably would, on their own. I would just say that's always a, a deal breaker, but that's you know just my you know guidelines to live by. Yeah, f five to seven, and if they aren't, and 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 things that that you can live with. And some of them, I don't think you will know going in. You just kind of find out along the way and then you reevaluate. Uh, but I think that ultimately you make a decision that the person and, and Devin likes to use the word sacred a lot about the relationship is more important. Um, I think that and this, there's a, actually a lot of uh, data to back this up. A lot of it just has to do with what you what you choose to focus on. I think a piece of it is just intentionally deciding to kind of magnify the good stuff. So yeah, maybe I do ramble on a little bit too long about what I like about Devin. But that's also just... <laughs> kind of why I'm with Devin is because I have, I look at him with rose colored, crazy, sexy, gooey glasses. I have a crush on him at 54 years old. After I think, nine they, years I together. think everybody knows that. I try to keep I love it. I try to play it close to the best. Yeah, what no, gave it away? Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. 
So, um, so that all said, um, so I wanted, I, I mentioned the word sacred. Um, you know, I do, I bring up the word sacred because, okay, so there's, there is, you know, seven plus, seven billion plus people here on the planet that we're all sharing together. And if you're picking one of that, of the seven billion, to go, okay, this is somebody that I'm placing in a higher esteem than anybody else. If you're doing that and you can't call that relationship sacred, then I would have to question why you'd be choosing that person. And it's nothing against the person and it's nothing against you either. But if it's not really important, why do you think in other words, my goal is when we have this relationship, hopefully it'll last right till death do us part. And hopefully we'll both just spontaneously combust at 150 years old at the exact same moment. During a mutual orgasm, of course. Okay, right. Like, yes, that, like that even has to be said. So all that said, that's the goal for a lot of people. If you're looking to get married, that should be the goal. Um, to raise kids together, that's supposed to be those kinds of things where it's like, hey, this is the long haul sort of thing. If you decide that the relationship isn't sacred and it's not worth the effort for whatever reason, then why be in that relationship? Why go through the trouble? Why get everybody excited about it? Why do any of those things? Um, keep looking, find somebody who, where you go, oh my God, I will go to the ends of the earth for this person. And then by the way, I also think that you have to kind of keep reinvesting it. Like I think having that feeling one time is great. Um, and having the wedding, great, all those kinds of things. But ultimately you have to keep reminding yourself or you have to keep kind of you keep having to work on it, right? Like I get people change and grow and evolve and all those other things. But I think if you keep putting the relationship as a top high priority, i.e. sacred, then I think you give your relationship the best shot. It just occurred to me that that phone call that we got may have been intended to go to the station. So I'm going to repeat the the number for the show, 888 888- Six two seven six zero zero eight. If you wanted to call in eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight, and Devin brought up something really really important. Like all of it was, but during all those years when I was single, trying to figure it out, find my person, find the secret, and I would ask married people who had been married for many decades and really happily, what, what was the secret? And they all said the same thing, which I found really, really frustrating at the time, but it makes sense is you have to pick the right person and you can't make somebody the right person. Uh, And we might want to talk about what and look at what makes the right person, the right person for you. And I think the nicest thing about it is I was the wrong person for a lot of people. Devin was the wrong person for a lot of people. For everybody. A whole (laughs) slew. An endless parade of wrongness. Right? (laughs) But we're the right person for each other, which is like you only need one. Right. Yeah, no, this is not where it's you're not trying to win a popularity contest. No, and, and in a way, it's... A, but again, dating, you can go for the popularity contest then. Have go fun. Fig, figure out what it is that you even like. Yeah, have fun. Practice being nice to somebody. Practice letting somebody be nice to you. Get some butterflies. You know, have some have some romance and, and, and crushes and heartbreaks. And... I think as we get older, we get better at discerning who is not a right person for the long haul so that when the right person shows up, it's clear and it's obvious. 
And we had different ways of figuring that out for ourselves. Uh, for me, a lot of it had to do with just feeling really safe with Devin. Safe, but not in a boring way. Safe in a like over the top, happy, crushing, attracted way, but safe is really, really big. Trust. Um, I can respect him. I can see that he's a good man. And those, those were critical pieces for him being my person there. I just kept waiting for the red flags. That was another piece. I kept waiting for the red flags and things that might've been a red flag for somebody else were actually made him better for me. Things that I didn't expect, like him having a daughter and, but seeing the way he showed up for his daughter made him a better fit for me. And it's going to be different for everybody. Devin, what would, how did you know that I was the right one for you? I, I don't know. Are you still figuring that one out? Yeah, no, I, I'm just trying to avoid launching into the same story that I've launched okay. into 10 different times. The lion's story. Yeah. So, okay. um, you know, I think it's a process. And I think more importantly than me just kind of sort of saying, hey, here's what I've learned. I mean, I think really what it comes down to is that I started getting a measure of consciousness. Like if you're at home and you don't know what it is that's that's driving you, great, that's fine. You're, reaction, you're reacting to something, right? It's There's some sort of a thing. And to me, the thing that you're reacting to is like, oh, there's something here. Now, does that mean you need to marry that person? No, maybe that just means that you need to know them a little bit or learn from that experience of what's driving the two of you. But I think at some point you have to have what I what I like. I just like the word consciousness. So if you're you're dating somebody and you're wild about them, great. That's fun. That's fun. Enjoy that. Have a great time, whatever that means. But I also think you have to be able to step back a little bit to kind of really evaluate, okay, what do I need to make me thrive? What's going to be, what's going to be the thing that when I, when I think about this person, when I'm with this person, right? Because you're not marrying, I mean, my wife married the cute guy. Great. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but you're more than that. No, totally, totally. And I'm, but what I'm saying is for somebody who's listening, that yes, you can have that. And that's important stuff. You have to be attracted to the other person. But I also think, you have to have sort of like, sort of like where you back up and you say, okay, well, can I see myself having a kid with this person? Can I uh, see myself sharing a bank account with this person? Can I see myself, you know, sharing a, a shopping cart with this person? Uh, can I see myself introducing this person to my family and having it be okay? And if my, you know, if like my family has all kinds of druthers, what does that mean to me if they don't like this person? Right. These are the things that like they're they're kind of harder questions. It's not mostly just like my emotional love. Right. That's all great stuff. But you're talking about a big picture, long term game. And so that's kind of really where my head goes in terms of like, well, what do we do? What did I do? So, you know, I certainly had a, a you know, a, a revelation. And it's great to tell the story about that. But really what was taking place was. I, be, I started seriously thinking about, is this the right person to be, well, uh, you know, uh, is this person to be my wife? Is this person that I'm, can I introduce to my family? I mean, she'd already met him by then. Um, but, you know, like all of those kinds of things, can I see myself defending her and walking through life's nonsense with, in a, in a way, can, you know, do I want to be on her team? Do we share certain kinds of values that are the glue, Right. Or she's just an opposite, an opposite attracts thing. I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. Um, but, you know, sort of me, sort of that bigger picture thing is how do we want to move forward with our lives, which is serious business. Sometimes people don't think about their lives in serious, so they're just waiting for stuff to just fall into their laps. And that's great. Maybe you can do that. But I think for these big pictures, what do you want to do with your career? Who do you want to be? How do you want to enter the world? Well, a partnership is exactly that. Again, we're not talking about dating. Date everybody until you figure out what it is that you love and what you want. And I wasn't expecting to go on this sort of mini rant. Because you have a list. But before we jump no, into I, the... 
Oops, oh. sorry. I'm just readjusting and I kicked out oh. her, her uh, earplugs. So no worries. Yeah, and, and so, but when you have paired off and you've, and you've met your match, and, and by the way, some of the things that you think are compatible, I think just, you know, couples shift, things happen. Uh, people have accidents and setbacks and changes of circumstances. So I think that you also have to just have a really uh, deep, special affection for that human being that is deep enough to carry that choice, carry you through the rough times, because there are rough times. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. But, it, you know, and a lot dad of dying, COVID. All of that, which has nothing to do with the relationship. I mean, other than you're going to have to go through it together. And by the way, a little relationship trick that I learned decades ago um, when studying relationship coaching is the way we're sitting here like this, side to side on a couch is really, really useful when there's like a sticky, tricky, difficult topic that's kind of causing challenge in the relationship. If you can physically get the two of you shoulder to shoulder, like you're on the same team physically, and you look at the challenge way out on the other side of the room, as if you're watching it on a large screen TV, and you depersonalize it from the two of you, and you put, we like put yourselves in a little happy love bubble, like white lightning dolphins, just like the relationship is, is protected in this bubble of love. And then you take a look at the problem outside of the relationship, like two members discussing the relationship, which does not sound like you did this. It sounds more depersonalized, like this is causing trouble. What do we, what can we do to, to fix it together? Um, that is a way, way better strategy than this physical confrontational face-to-face. Uh, just because we, for, I know most of you are listening, but if you are seeing us on camera, uh, Devin and I are sitting side by side, kind of cuddling on the couch as a team. That's a very good physical place to be for those, those difficult conversations about the relationship. Again, Make yourself a team, surround yourself with a bubble of love. Imagine white light and dolphins is always nice. And and the conflict is outside the two of you and the two of you are working it out together. And there's no you did or your fault language. There's more I'm feeling. This is challenging. What can we do? Um, ladies. Men love to solve problems. Let him solve or attempt to solve a problem. Um, is that oh, correct? And, and ladies or men, uh, ladies don't like their problems solved. So learn to ask. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Like, that's one of my favorite things about you. Yeah. You just say things like, are you okay? Are you ready to listen to boy brain now? And yeah. if the answer is no, Get out of the room. <laughs> Just move on. You don't have to you don't have to fix it. Fix it later. Well, what I like that you say is, do you want me to just listen or do you want boy brain? Right. And then I get to decide. Yes, then you get to decide. Because um, one thing for, for women is sometimes we just need to get it out. We need to dump it. We just need somebody to like hold the basket while we dump the feelings so that we can uh, de-escalate ourselves. And then we may actually know the answer. And and you can be a hero, guys, by just holding the basket while we dump. Right. And as guys, no guy wants to do that. Nobody. I don't want to do that. But um, it just solves a lot of problems by just like, again, do you need me to listen? Or can I offer boy brain? And when I say boy brain, that just means... Solving it. Like if I was, if I had a problem and I called up a guy friend of mine, I'm not, I'm not looking to dump other than this is what's happening. Do you know how to fix it? So we don't dump in the same way. Um, at least in general, again, we're all sort of like on our own 
sort of spectrum of of where we are. But you know, in general, I'm not looking to dump per se. What I'm looking to is I'm looking to kind of hear myself say it so I know what the solution is, or I'm looking to say it so I can hear somebody else tell me what the solution is. Uh, because that's what I want. I want to get the answer so I don't have to deal with the problem longer than I need to. And we women frequently find the answer just by talking it out, emptying it out. We can figure out actually how we feel about something just by the process of the venting and the, the dumping. So back to choosing um, and really focusing on why you choose and what you love about the person. Uh, it can help sometimes to go back to like what you originally fell in love with. And, uh, you know, the reason we keep getting married is we keep consciously choosing and, and renewing the relationship and the newness. Also picking new countries and having a new experience is great, great for any love relationship. It just, you know, wakens up the endorphins and, and it's makes you feel alive. So novelty is always a really good ingredient for keeping a relationship fresh and juicy. And speaking of novelty, Devin, you had something you wanted to discuss today about new things. Oh, right. Okay. So this falls along the line because, you know, smooth transition, wasn't that? I guess. Um, yes, thank you. So here's what I was thinking. And apparently this was long, long after Morgana had already liked, this is the show that we're doing. After I asked you what you I wanted know. to do. Well, okay, but I didn't think of it until minutes right. ago. Okay. So during this whole pandemic thing, right, as a mi- very middle-aged guy, I started doing things that I wouldn't normally do. Some of it had to do with music, a lot of it had to do with technology. Um, And so I was doing all that stuff. And, you know, as a musician, I wanted to be better. And there were certain things that I just thought, oh, I can't do that. I decided, made that decision a long time. I couldn't do certain things. And all of a sudden I'm finding I can actually do those things. So, um, you know, I've been always looking into Spanish and playing music and literally like I started playing the banjo again, the mandolin and, there's guitars littered up. We're surrounded by guitars right now. No, no, don't touch a thing. Don't, no, you're not even allowed. <laughs> don't even look at it. Don't even look at it. But so if there's guitars, we're, we're actually sort of like in kind of the back wall of where I record a lot of music. And I know we joke about guitars all the time, but it's kind of one of the things that's kept me sane. And so um, I thought all of a sudden I'm realizing... How, do, how, how is it that I can make headway in a new subject, a new thing? Like, as, you know, all of a sudden I'm finding I had all this extra time. I'm not the only person. How do I fill that time with something that's just not binge watching television? And not to suggest there isn't like a space for that. Uh, but for, We do that too. Yeah, we do that too. But there's stuff that like, ooh, I want to accomplish this thing. I want to be better at that thing. And so how do I do it? How, and so long story short, I've actually been getting better at the things that I've been setting out to do. And I was thinking today, well, what is it exactly that I've been doing that that uh, uh, might be useful to other folks? Um, you know, I have just, I'm one of those people that have moved from, I have low, too many interests, I have too many interests, so but I've always spent a fair amount of time moving from one interest to the other and frequently accomplishing things that I never thought that I could because I went and did it anyway. And so I wanted to kind of give you my little short list in this green notebook, which we may not have time to get through because uh, I'm long-winded and Morgana is going to chime in and then, you know, there we go. But um, maybe we can get through one half of one thing on your... No cheating. Okay. No cheating. So number one is lose the mindset that you can't. And I would argue that may be the most important thing is like when I get caught into something, there's a piece of my brain that says, you're not going to be able to do it. No chance. There's no way. And that happened just the other day. I learned a piece of music that I've been thinking about learning for 20 years. 
And all of a sudden it's like in a couple hours, part of it was like, I, I'm good enough now that I can just do it. That's what I was telling myself. And so really the only shift was, you know, maybe I've gotten technically better, but all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's uh, for the first time I was actually saying, okay, I can do this. And so you can too. And I think part of it just has to do with the mindset of how you do it. But so here are some other things that you start doing. And they're little things. They're all little tiny things that when you start doing them all told will get you into this place. And I've been seeing it over and over and over again over the last, um, geez, over the last year and a half. I mean, certainly my whole life, but in the last year and a half. So number two, immerse yourself. And by the way, of course, my lovely wife will jump in whenever she, when the mood strikes her. Oh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think of it. No, I know. So immerse yourself. And probably one of the things that I think about is that um, put yourself into system. Watch all the videos. Watch all the things. Start taking a chance and doing it. You know, when I was sort of like teaching myself Spanish, which is still pretty bad, but it's gotten far better than, you know, when I'm working at it. So part of it is when I do that, like I go to more stores that I know Spanish people are working at, and then I'll try to converse with them in Spanish. Like if I go like to a Mexican restaurant, as an example, I will do my best to order and have the entire conversation in Spanish. Um, and usually they'll try to interrupt me and speak English because their English is far superior to my Spanish. But people also like it when you try to speak their language. I think so. But I also think, I also think that if you are a beginner, and you're enthusiastic about your beginnerness, going to an expert. So it's not just Spanish, it's it's anything, right? If somebody were to come up to me and say, Oh my God, I want to know, I want to learn about guitars, or I want to learn about, you know, travel writing. Travel writing. I'm like, I'm happy to help you because I'm passionate about those subjects. So I want to help you. I want to help you get to whatever that next level is, where you start seeing the results, where you feel self-esteem and enthusiasm and that enthusiasm is paying dividends even if it's small things so um you know i surround myself with people who know the subject i surround myself with videos i watch the videos on music and spanish and right now i'm watching the most ridiculous fantastic fantastical fantastical spanish language novella i i mean it's mind-boggling I, like, I can't even believe it. What is it called? Oh, my gosh. It's, I can't even remember. It's some sort of, like, Passion. Pas, Passion of the Hawks, I think. And basically, it's the story where the, the, the sister falls in love with this married guy, and the married guy gets run over by a jeep of drunken guys. And just as she finds out she's pregnant, and so she goes, she confronts the family, and the family berate her, and she is so forlorn, she throws herself off a bridge. But, okay, Is that horrible. just the pilot? Yeah, that's like episode <laughs> one. Then what happens is the three brothers who are mourning the sisters know that the family is to blame, so they go undercover as bricklayers. I don't even know how this happens. To destroy the family, but... Part of it is, not surprisingly, of the family that they're seeking revenge on has three beautiful daughters. What are the odds? What are the odds that the three, (laughs) and by the way, these three brothers are about as good looking as three guys could possibly be. And of course, the villainous mother of this whole show has given birth to the three most beautiful women. Okay, and so that's, what was the point? There was no point. I just wanted a timeout. No, the point was, <laughs> the point was, is that this is a great way to immerse yourself. In other words, you have this access. Uh, what I do is I kind of switch back between English and Spanish uh, subtitles, and then I watch the show in Spanish. And for the Spanish part, I will listen and, and piece together what I can, what I know. And then I'll go back and listen for things and try to translate it and learn more of the Spanish that way. Like I'll let that just sort of roll over me. 
And you can do that, I have found, with all kinds of things, with learning. Um, so that's number two. Are we ready to go to number three? Number or did three. You want to all right, number three is a dual. It's like 3A and 3B. <laughs> 3A, by the way, this we might be able to, what time is it? Oh, 10 minutes, no chance. Okay, so 3A is do it consciously, which has to do with practicing things. We'll talk about that in a minute. And 3B is do it unconsciously. In other words, when you're trying, 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 focus, 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 you can only do so well for a limited amount of time before you're just like, I'm done. But the, and, but the unconsciousness, like you can have the thing playing in the background. You know, if you want to be a musician, you can be playing music all day long, just so you're hearing it. So you're sort of like unconsciously training your ear to hear the, the, the timber and how things move. Um, and so, you know, to be a painter, you don't necessarily have to be just like, I'm going to focus on this brushstroke. You can be focusing on sort of just being around the art and, and allowing other people's let your subconscious solve problems. Absolutely. I'm going to come up with my own number four because it's my turn. Okay. And I'm going to rule I have all four. of your numbers. Not anymore. All right. This is upsetting. What's your number? What's Number I, four is be willing to suck. Oh, that's a good one. I did not. I would say, yeah, embrace sucking. Be it's, and by the way, this is the gift of age. Like I was such a perfectionist when I was young. I was this ballerina. It was so just terrified of, of making a mistake or, or not being perfect. And what is so nice and makes life so much more enjoyable is the freedom to do things and be terrible because who are we impressing? Uh, so like, dancing oh we have a caller we have a caller do we pauline on line 12 oh, 12 okay. yeah hello guys i finally got welcome to see pauline. You in the tv video hi not hear hearing me? pauline yeah I, i'm hearing her pauline are you there yes i'm here um so happy i hear you that i had to see your faces on the tv i was not able to connect before but i finally got a chance to connect um, I have called in the past, but I also want to make a comment because you were just saying how you try to speak the people's language and all that. Well, one solution was I had a boyfriend who didn't speak English, and I spoke Spanish from high school. And so when I lived with him, it, it just immersed. I mean, I, I tried to speak as much Spanish, but he definitely spoke Spanish constantly and I was immersed in everything. And this was in America. It wasn't like I had to go to another country. Right. Just that, you know, an immigrant. So they spoke it constantly. And the music immersed. I, you know, I remembered and all my you... Spanish, but I never remembered the grammar part, but I do remember a lot. I could understand almost everything. And did so it, it help really you? Fun. Did the immersion, did it just by, just by rote of, of being with your boyfriend, did it just help? dramatically yes but i actually want to hear something funny the first time we spoke i spoke to him on the phone for hours in english he all of a sudden was able to speak english because of me yakking away at right. him for hours in english he, he was just not you know secure in his english but my speaking constant english to him helped him mm. just not feel so con self-conscious because he was a very brilliant man he's just not you know, familiar with the, his country. I mean, he's like he's had a PhD in his country, but he wow. just didn't have the English down. And when he when he finally heard me speak to him for hours on end, I was all night long talking to him in English. That he was able to pick it up, like I was able to pick up my Spanish from when I learned it from high school. You know, in, in terms of in terms of language, I just remember seeing. I remember seeing a pharmacist. Uh, in Mexico. And when I was speaking with him, he had no accent whatsoever, none. Like he had no English accent. He obviously spoke Spanish. He also spoke English fluently with no accent. And I said, oh, well, where, when did you live in the United States? And he goes, oh, I've never been. And I'm like, well, how is that possible? You speak absolutely like a native. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know. I watched it. Uh, I really, I think we have well, that's, in us. 
I certainly think it's possible. But what he said was he just watched television. He, you know, he'd come oh, yeah. home from school and he sat and watched television. And he said he just over years, over periods of years, he picked it up. And then he started having conversations with people. And by then, you know, I guess the language, because he started when he was young watching these, you know, these television shows, he just got the language really perfect in his ears. Which, so I You're think right it's about just, the novellas. And novellas another way. And then music. I listen to the music. It is so beautiful. You could, you could figure out what they're talking about when they're singing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. You can usually, uh, for me, you know, and I didn't want this to be about Spanish per se, but uh, usually I know enough Spanish where I can piece together like enough words here and there to get the sentiment. And this is true in music um, and uh, uh, the novellas, of course, which are fantastic. Uh, and then uh, the news. Mm-hmm. Right. But I have to say, learning it from a lover sounds like the funnest way to learn a new language. Too bad that option's <laughs> yes, not is. available to Devin anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could you could do that. You know, you know, role play. You could be you know whatever language you want. <laughs> I'll work on it, I suppose. Yeah. Okay, no, I wanted to share something about when I called once before, I believe I asked, um, I was trying to get back together with my twin flame. Okay. I, it's okay. getting closer. And you guys made the suggestion because my, because he was afraid of my husband because he had been hurt by another person's ghost of a, I guess a male ghost. And pushed mm-hmm. him off a ladder, and this time he was like really concerned that if he was ever to step foot in my apartment ever, he wanted to get a bless the blessing, and I did finally get it recently actually. So um, and after that, he sort of said, "Let's meet," and it's been like it took him a few more years to get it together, <laughs> but now he's got you know more problems with his family, so we're not meeting yet, but. It's getting there, and I and we'll probably be doing all these weddings like you do. I love that you do so many weddings. I love just I, getting married and married, you know, like you do. I don't think there's a downside, Pauline, and and uh, no, that's you, you, like a renewal every year or however you want to get married. Yeah, in every right. place that you are. What, Whenever you know, we, we leave the country, have, we're both ministers. We can marry each other. We don't even have to get legally done. <laughs> no, I love that. No, you don't. I mean, here's the thing. Listen, my. My general thing is uh, you get married for, you know, for reasons that help your taxes or or something like that. But I, I think really a relationship is about the two people and their dynamic and their commitment to each other. And I don't think, you know, you, you necessarily need it. But I mean, if someone were to get sick, it would help to make sure that you could see them while they were in the hospital, as an example. I, right. I felt that it made a difference. Um, not the legal part of it. We were getting married, I think, for a year. And I think we already had maybe 13 weddings before we did get the legal piece of paper. I was feeling after about a year, like, okay, I think this is going to work out. I'm feeling a little safe. You know, I was 47 already before I got, you know, before our first ceremony. I'm I was just teasing. I was forty-eight. Surprise! I was forty-eight well, when we I'm legally 60, got married. And he's seventy, and he's seventy-one. So we're in right. our, and you know that whatever the ends are later right. than no, you but guys. It's did. nice. It's nice. You I make know. better choices. Right, and Absolutely. this time will be the last time, and just that we. And I think that to declare your love over and over is the most beautiful, grateful gratitude, and it will make the relationship new always. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I completely, well, you know that we agree with you, Pauline. And yes, of course. I certain, Are you guys going cert- to ever do a group, a group wedding? Like other people want to join you at whatever wedding you're going to plan? For the next well, you know, honestly, we did, we did a wedding with a friend of mine that did not go over well. However, right. that said, I mean, honestly, yeah, I think we would probably do another one again. I don't see why not. I mean, it, it would just depend on our schedule probably depend on a whole slew of things but i imagine that once we start traveling in earnest again to like specifically get married uh you know we'd probably announce it hey we're coming to such and such and if somebody wants to get married with us you know the yeah, more the merrier. Over. <laughs> come yeah. on over let's check it out so 
You yeah, ever get married fun. by the moon? Hey, wait, did you guys ever get married by the moon? Um, you know the moonies. <laughs> I, no, not yet. At the hotel <laughs> when they um, back. That's not on my bucket list. Yeah, no, I know what she's talking I mean, about. I don't yeah. either, but I um, thought that was funny. That was one way right. you know, yeah. be interesting. <laughs> No, the Moonies, I think, had, like, a tradition where they would, like, marry 10,000 people yeah, at the same time. That's probably yes, a little... That's not my thing. That's not the same. I know. It's not very romantic as far as I can Getting married on the moon, maybe, but... Uh, oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> right? In the giant suit, bouncing well, around. thank you for letting me call in. It was really nice to reconnect oh, with you guys. Oh, so nice to hear from you. Yeah, really great that you, that you reached out, Pauline. Thanks so much for... Uh, uh, and you know, please, when you finally meet your meet your guy, let us know. Yeah, call back in and let us yes, know how it went. I will. We're still working through some stuff. I know all our past life issues and why it didn't yeah. work out, and it's just very interesting. He's not interested in knowing, but I found this fascinating. I can't wait to write a book on this. You should <laughs> it's totally really because people because people need to hear need to people people need to hear our truths. By the way. Uh, there's a new app on iPhone and Android called Clubhouse. It's an audio-only app. And Devin and I co-host a room every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. called Podcasting for Authors, right. where we talk about books and book writing and being on podcasts, holding, uh, hosting your own. Uh, so if, wow. if you're, like, dabbling with thinking about writing a book, Anybody who's listening, any Sunday at 10 a.m., it, it's all people who love books and are also into podcasts, like what you're listening to right now. Sound good? Wow. I really am going to try to come on the, on, yeah, the next 10 o'clock is perfect. I don't have anything important on 10 o'clock. So that's important. Excellent. Okay. Okay, great. So I, thank you, you so much for joining us. Mwah. Have a great evening. Take care, Pauline. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay, so somehow, well, first off, it was great chatting with Pauline, and I do hope that she reaches out to us when she finally meets her guy. That would be great. Um, but somehow, because now we're down to two minutes, and not surprisingly, we didn't get past number four. But four is a great start. So what that means is uh, I'm going to save these last five tips, giving us a total of ten our next five tips for our next episode when we, when we're not going to be. Uh, yeah. We'll have to... a guest next week. Okay. Good. Do we know and who that is? Yes. And do we want to say who it is? No. Okay. All right. And, but it's a really, really cool guest. And then in two weeks, it'll be back to just us. Call us in chat, ask questions, pour your heart out. We just, we're all for it. We're here for you. Yes. We want to, yeah, we want to know what's going on with you. And and in the meantime, I have this green book. So I'm going to put green it, book. I'm going to put it in a very safe place. <laughs> where you'll never find it Where again. I will never find it. <laughs> and then we'll be sitting here and Morgana will be like, oh. <laughs> she'll be horrified. By uh, she'll be having those like five to seven things. And they'll be like, why can't he just keep track of his stuff? Right. And then I'll be. And your else. man cave is the entire downstairs. We have the guest bedroom, but that's not enough. So you take over the living room, but that's not enough. But you take over the dining room. It's a good thing. I really, really love you. I am so glad <laughs> that I have this whole downstairs. <laughs> to rub in my face. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So what else? So we'll so we'll be back next week, uh, five PM Pacific time, BBS Radio. And in the meantime, please head over to be uh, to crazysexymidlifelove.com. Look at all of our weddings, and then oh, we yeah. also had thirty days of love traipsing through Europe two years ago, getting married in a bunch of places. Uh, watch the trailer of our first eleven weddings that. Devin edited that's super cute and download Devin's ebook women are smarter than men and join our crazy sexy midlife love club and just have a crazy sexy midlife loving life Mwah.
Thank you for listening to Crazy Sexy Midlife Love. Please sign up to join our free love family at crazysexymidlifelove.com to get alerts to live shows, call in and ask questions, or just listen in. And ladies, don't forget to download Devin's free ebook, Women Are Smarter Than Men and Other Secrets Marriage Minded Women Need to Know. Also available at crazysexymidlifelove.com. <laughs>